Hello ladies and gentlemen, I am Mickey and welcome to a couple random things. This is a filler episode or a little bit of something that I came up with since I, my girlfriend has not been able to do any recording with me recently. I thought I'm going to do a little bit of a sort of first episode but not really the first episode kind of thing. So today, so today I'm going to be talking about the show Third Reasons Why and why it is a terrible show, but has the potential to do better and be something that isn't the mess that it currently is. Now, Netflix is a good, is, is a pretty good, has usually has some pretty good shows, in my opinion, usually. I'm a fan of Orange is the New Black. I have sort of gone um, into Alexa and Katie. The movies are not bad either, like, step. I forgot what the name of it is. I think it's set it up. I think it's set it up or something. I have to check the name now. Um, so yeah, Netflix usually has some pretty good stuff. Usually, it's usually either good or bad, or it'll somehow manages to be in between, depending on what it is. Third reasons why. Third reasons why happens to be the show where it starts off okay, and it goes a little downhill when season two starts, or at least when they try and make it so they can have a second season with the way they end the first season. Now, you're probably gonna, a bunch of you are probably going to hate me. A lot of people usually do after this. But, most people, but I read the book, The Reasons Why, which is a lot different than the show. And by a lot different, I mean a lot different. Which is usually how it turns out when you make a, a usually visual version of said book like for example when people say that the book's better than the movie for me that's usually true <laughs> as i think it is i apologize for anyone who thinks the movie's better because just that's your opinion and let's face it we all have different thoughts on certain things for me the third reason why the show was so dramatic it wasn't even needed to be the way it was at least in my opinion because the book literally just spoilers for the book i guess if any of you even plan on reading it i doubt you do but if you do, I suggest skipping this part because the book, in a way, is a lot different. Not even in a way, in always, is a lot different than the show. In the book, reason, in the book, there's reasons why we have we follow a kid named Clay. He is a high, he's in high school, just like in the show, and he, of course, rides his bike everywhere he goes because the poor boy doesn't have a car, and he's like, what, 16, 17? Come on, really? So, and. So, in the book, it's pretty much the same thing as the show starts. Clay gets a box of cassette tapes that he had from a mystery from a mystery sender. And he doesn't know where they came from, who sent them. He has no idea. But he does happen to find them. And they, of course, were Mansell's house, house, just like in the, in the show. And the whole book is really just following Clay in one night, <laughs> listening to the tapes. All, thir all 13 stories. It's just Clay by himself on his bike, riding around town in the dark. <laughs> Not like that's creepy at all. Listening to tapes. And that's it. <laughs> that's that's pretty much where it's at. That That's like the most you're gonna get out of it. And it's not a bad book. It, I like it. It's simple. It's, it's got a good story going on. It's not as dramatic as the show is. 
which is probably something I obviously I should probably, I'll probably think. Oh, if you don't like drama, if you like drama, why watch the show? But you know, I was kind of forced into watching it. After as dramatic it was, I stopped watching it. But my girlfriend Chelsea, who's supposed to be part of this, but like I said, been too busy, so I'm just doing this by myself right now. Doing this, doing this, doing this by myself right now. Like I said, the show is too dramatic for me. I originally stopped watching it after episode two, halfway through episode two. I mean, after episode two, halfway through it. Actually, no correction. I stopped halfway through episode one. Like I just knew. I like the actors. I really do. They're really good actors. Um, they're some of my favorites are in the show, and I'm kind of glad they were in it. They didn't do a bad job with the characters. They did a pretty good job. But anyway, um, anyway, like I said, the show's a little dramatic. I stopped watching it originally, but my girlfriend Chelsea, who's supposed to be part of this, is she had kept make kept bugging me about it. Like when we were at school, she would always be like, she always be like, she always talk about how she loved the show and how good it was and how she how I had I just had to watch it apparently again I never said why because I didn't like the show I didn't think it was good I regret watching <laughs> I regret watching the show after she had told me various times to do so and the reason for that is because I couldn't handle it, it like I said the drama was a bit too much but on top of that it was a little triggering I don't understand what exactly it triggered in me but it triggered a lot of really bad anxiety and it's probably a reason why I don't like it I can't handle that kind of stuff, and I still watched it anyway just to get it over with and not to do with my girlfriend constantly nagging me to watch the damn show. But, um, yeah, I... Trust me, this is not just the reason why I don't like the show, I promise that. That would be stupid and very pathetic of me to say that that was the reason why I don't like the show. There are more actual reasons why I don't like the show, which has to do with... Which still has to do with the drama in it, and it has to do... And yes, it sort of has to do with the inaccuracy of it compared to the book. And a lot to do with Hannah as a character herself. Now, the reason why I say this is because there are two sides of every story, clearly. Since in season one, we have the tapes. In the tapes, we have Hannah's story of everything that happened. Um, her clearly blaming people for her choice to kill herself, which I'm not going to get into. Um, <laughs> which I'm not going to get into. Just realized I probably should have put a trigger warning on this. Though, if you don't know what their reasons why it's about, and you did not expect suicide mentioned in this, that's on you, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, Hannah is, I don't know how to put this, but all I can say is that Hannah is pretty much putting the blame for something she chose to do, and I'm not saying she put the situation herself, it's like, I sound like, listening to myself right now, I sound like the fucking lawyer from season two, who annoys the shit out of me, the lawyer from the school, she pisses me off, <laughs> the lawyer who like who's representing the school pisses me the fuck off, like, she literally is a whole bitch, okay, sorry, sorry, correction, I need to like, Focus, focus, you're on season, you're talking about season one right now, then we'll talk about season two. Season one, Hannah was a, pretty much, just Hannah, the Hannah that we saw, either through Clay's eyes that he had to, that he had worked with at the movie theater, or either had spoken to at school every now and then, and also the girl that he happened to have tried to sleep with, and it <laughs> didn't go well. Um... Also, another another one I guess for spoilers if you haven't seen the show yet. If you haven't seen the show yet, I have a feeling it's probably because you don't want to see the show. So here's a little sort of spoiler spoiler cast, I guess. So yeah, the whole so the show only the book it a little bit like the book. It's pre, the first season of the show pretty much goes around Clay listening to the tapes, but instead of and doing it all all in one night by himself or riding a bike, it's really just it's, it's days. Clay takes his time with listening to the tapes. He takes 
his sweet time doing it. And he, I, he both lives through memory, keeps like remembering stuff that happened where he had either spoken to Hannah or had any interactions with Hannah, and or just little, or it's literally just them showing us these stories that Hannah was telling in, in, in said tapes. And that's a nice concept in a way. The story being told through something that she left behind, despite her killing herself. In a way, I think that's like her version of a suicide note. I think about it. <laughs> Hannah Baker's version of a suicide note. Literally the 13 tapes that she sent out to every person who was on each tape. So yeah, of course this whole thing fucking ruins Clay's mental state. <laughs> Like, really ruins it. Like, proof of that is in season two. Um, but yeah, in the first season, it's not terrible. It's pretty okay. I didn't think it deserved a season two. A lot of people were excited for season two. I didn't think it deserved it. But you know, it kind of had to be done since they decided we have to leave season one on a cliffhanger, guys. Poor Alex. <laughs> had, to put through, had, to be that, had to be put through that hell. So yeah, that's, that's not all I have to say about season one. Okay, so I have some more to say about season one before I go on to season before I go on to talk about season two. And season see, my thoughts on season one were that it was so so dramatic for like no fucking reason. It really was, especially since I read the book before we continued to finish well the f- first season. I had been n- not unsatisfied, but at the same time. I wasn't satisfied <laughs> with a lot of things. Like, I was bothered by how dramatic it was compared to actually how everything was told in the book, because in the book it wasn't told as, like, Hannah was literally blaming, blaming everyone, despite her actually still doing that, but it wasn't like she... It wasn't as if she had just straight up said, oh, it's literally this person's fault that, it's, that she did this to herself. Like, no, no, it's not like that. It's a little more toned down. Of course, the situation with Bryce and Jessica still did happen. That was in the book. Um, a lot of things were different. The way Hannah killed herself was over dramatic. Was pretty much, in my opinion, over dramatized. In the book, Hannah doesn't even doesn't even slit her wrists like they show in the in the show. In the show, she slits her wrists in the bathtub, and her mom finds her dead there in the bathtub, bleeding out, and I think already dead by the time her mom finds her. And it's that's a fucked up thing to say to be honest especially since they did i think they did warn did a warning that episode i don't remember i would check back but i kind of don't want to <laughs> i don't remember if there's a warning in the episode for what they're gonna see what you're gonna see i think they did if they didn't then they should have but yeah they uh they dramat they made that way too way more dramatic than the actual thing was like, like in the book Hannah, like i think literally overdosed some pills it wasn't even like she did anything drastic, like cut herself or anything like that. She literally just took some, like, overdose on pills. That's all she did. So Hannah Baker in the book pretty much gave herself the most peaceful and painless death she could have had possible to kill in order to kill herself, compared to the to show Hannah Baker, who decided to leave the world with a nice big old bloody bang. If anybody hates me for the jokes I'm making, I don't apologize. This is just my sense of humor. So, so on to season two, I guess, now, because I have nothing else to say about season one, except for the fact that it was just so dramatic, it bothered me, and 
the fact that Hannah's death was really unnecessarily way too dramatic, for my opinion, just for sake of the show getting views. Like, if you think that they actually care, I think most of that show, most of the third reasons why it was made to be more dramatic than the actual origins of it were, was just so Netflix can have more people watching it than what, than what probably would have happened with the audience. Like, I'm pretty sure if it was in the book, if it was just in the book, I guarantee you Netflix wouldn't have had anybody putting it in their list. Nobody would have watched it. Like, literally no one would have watched it. <clears throat> Maybe still would have had those little moments where they had shown um, the scenes of, like, what happened during those moments that Hannah was talking, that Hannah was talking about in the tapes. But it wouldn't have been as, like, serious for no reason and really, really dra- dramatic for no reason. Like, it wasn't a show. Meaning they really haven't got any, got as much viewers and much of as big of an audience they got because of this. So on to season, so on to season two. Season two, I did not finish watching it. It is, it is currently not done being watched. Obviously, I just said that. What's wrong with me? Season two is questionable. I didn't watch it, but I did like. I do like to watch reviews. Of stuff that I either don't like or stuff that I do like to see what people think about it. And if they don't like it, I love seeing, hearing their opinions on it to see what's wrong with it. That I, which is probably usually stuff that I never see. Season 2, there's reasons why. I didn't. I originally got most of my information from spoilers on Tumblr and social media in general. And on top of that, I watch a lot of YouTubers who re- do like movie reviews and TV reviews and TV shows reviews and stuff like that review the reasons why and they all they all said the same thing i say and the show isn't good <laughs> they all say the same thing i say so sometimes i after watching their reviews on season one i found out they also did recently did reviews on season two when i first after it first came out because apparently they decided to binge watch it just for sake of doing the, the video you see it's, it's needed for hence why i watch it at this point i was going to do this i didn't finish watching season two because i knew a lot of information about it already i didn't really need to watch it since I know like almost everything that happens because everybody talks talks about it. One thing I can say is that I stopped this episode f- half of the episode four, and the reason why I stopped is actually I was actually binge watching it. But I stopped watching it after after like half of the episode four because Marcus pissed me off with his lying ass during a fucking court session where he is up to testify. You are literally under oath to be honest and tell the fucking truth. In front of a in front of a judge and two lawyers, and on top of that, you're lying to the face of the mother of this girl that you are lying about. Now, during this moment, I'm talk about the first their first the other episodes the other episodes that I liked a lot better than this episode mainly because I just don't like Marcus. Never liked Marcus. He's an asshole. This episode, I had to stop happy through because Marcus is Marcus lying about what happened between him and Hannah really pissed me off. Jessica is an, upset, is an exception, because Jessica literally had a PTSD moment where she had literally almost had a panic attack right on the stand, because she couldn't help but, re- because she started to remember what happened that night with Bryce, and she did not, she just was too scared. That's understandable. She's terrified, she doesn't want to cause any problems, she's scared already, since people have, have since someone had left a threat on her door with the blow-up sex doll, <laughs> and the word slut painted on it. Jessica really deserved better, damn. 
Jessica's like one of my only good, one of the only good characters in my opinion out of the, out of the entire fucking show. Like seriously, Jessica and Alex, they are my babies, and I love them. <laughs> I they're really probably the only reason, only reason I kept watching. Literally the only reason I kept watching. But yeah, Jessica's an exception. She was scared. She literally is a rape victim who is too scared to come out and say what happened, because no one would believe her, especially since everyone seems to believe Bryce no matter what he fucking says. Which is even more annoying. So, like, that's my reason why I fucking hate Marcus, and reason why, and why I don't like, like what he lied about. Now, in episode, in the episode, episode four, which where Marcus, which the episode where Marcus testifies, he talks about what everybody else is talking about, and he brings up that him and Hannah have went on a date, and we all, who, all of you who watched season one, probably know that he did go on a date with Hannah, and. But the thing is, he lied about the entire date. He had said he claimed he claimed to have reached out to touch Hannah's hand, and she had flipped out just from that. When in reality, he had put his hand on her thigh and put it in and tried to put and clearly looked like his hand was going somewhere where it should not have gone. And if you guys remember the scene I'm talking about, you probably remember Mark, seeing Marcus's hand go to the table and touch Hannah's leg and probably go a little bit up her skirt, which she shouldn't have done. And of course she freaked out, cause no girl wants some guy. Talk, I don't, nobody, no girl wants some dude, who she literally just went on a first, is like on their first date, on her first date with too, to touch her in a place where she, where she clearly does not want anyone near. Especially when she already has slut rumors, slut shaming rumors, slut shaming rumors, going around. Does that make any sense? <laughs> slut shaming rumors. I don't think it's, I don't think it makes sense. I think what I mean is. She already has rumors of her being a slut going around school. She doesn't need some guy who she literally just started talking to, trying anything with her. You know, it's, it's just something you don't no girl wants. Now, another thing about this moment is that you, if you guys remember this, I remember this very, very, not that well. But that's only, I remember this because they showed the exact same scene going down as Marcus was telling his lie, because. They didn't, clearly didn't want to record a scene where they remake that moment, but do it the way he said it was. They clearly just wanted to use the footage from last season. <laughs> that's just some lazy shit right there. That's what they did. Um, but anyway, so you have Mark. So yeah, the scene is really just the same scene as last as it was last season from where from the tape where they showed the scene from um, when Hannah was speaking on her tape on the tape for him. He was in the, I think it was a diner. I don't remember what it was. I think it was a diner. It was like a diner. He was sitting next to Hannah, and Hannah was next to him, and he had his arm around her. But behind them, though, was the entirety of the baseball team. Like, literally all of them. Everyone on the baseball team was there. Watch, literally to watch them. I want to take that into consideration for a moment, because literally, what the fuck? Who does that? <laughs> I understand your friends want to, like, like, show up. Like one of act like it's cat like just some casual coincidence that they're at the same place as you are on your date. Like they're not trying to show up and they're like not like they're trying and act like they're not trying to watch you guys, like the weirdos that they are in their lives. I can understand your friends are like kind of people who are like trying to see if you're like set you up with somebody and they're trying to do that, but if you're like just doing this because you want to see if the the slut rumors are true about the said girl that the, that your friends on a date with and that's sort of the only reason why you made them go on said date with her is really fucked up. Because <laughs> I, I know for a fact that's just bullshit that all of them actually were just like, 
oh, let's see how their date goes because we care. No, they just wanted to see if Hannah was actually the slut that everyone says she is, which she was not. And I'm not gonna lie, as much as the show does try and make seem like Hannah's a victim, she's not a victim. She's also, she's a victim in a way. She's also to blame for some of the things that happened because let's face it take the fucking blame for some of this shit you know you did like come on fucking bryce i'm looking at you i'm looking at you bryce like shit you don't take you don't like take the consequences but you should asshole god anyway <laughs> anyway yeah so so basically marks like i said marks lying over he says that he went to touch her hand if you guys remember the moment I'm talking about, he when he touched her thigh instead, she freaks out, she pushes him out of the booth, and he gets pissed off, though he has no way to get mad because he literally is the reason why that happened. He needs to own up to that shit, but he won't. <clears throat> because let's face it, Marcus is literally just like Bryce at this point. So and it, yeah, so yeah, you have Hannah freaking out, Bryce not Bryce I don't know I don't remember if Bryce was there to be honest, but the entire the entire baseball team is like in the back of the in the back of the diner. Literally, like, two- not even like, far behind them, either. Like, two booths behind them. <laughs> like, everyone's just- the, the entire team is just two booths behind, um, Hannah- behind Hannah and Marcus, for some reason. Like, that's subtle. Good job, guys. So, as the two of uh, them are literally just- Hannah's very uncomfortable, notice, notice, noticeably scared. For sake of these, notice, noticeably scared. Sorry, I can't talk properly. Noticeably scared for um because she did not expect that to happen clearly, and I'm pretty sure she did definitely did not want some guy just randomly touching her there, touching her in a place that no girl wants to be touched ever without consent. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> sorry. Hold on a minute. I'm so sorry. I just we talked for like a good 20 minutes, almost 20. Four minutes straight. Jesus Christ. I apologize for that. I need some water. <laughs> so anyway, like I was saying, Hannah freaks out. Okay, she, it's a reason. Her reaction is reasonable. Marcus, of course, gets pissed off and is like, "What?" And just goes, "What the fuck?" And screams at, screams at her, saying, "What the fuck?" Then leaves. Literally not even asking her why she did it. Not even trying to um get her to. Not even trying to apologize for making her uncomfortable. No, no, he literally blame thinks it's all like, pretty much thinks like it's her fault that whatever went wrong went wrong. That's not how it goes. But okay, Marcus, you do you. Don't don't no. Nora said that no one do them like do you like don't do you like that. Don't be that person who like blames somebody when they lash out at you just because you did something wrong that you don't want to admit you did wrong. <clears throat> I hate people like that, seriously. Um, so yeah, Marcus is of course lying about the whole situation. He said he says Hannah overreacted because he's just trying to touch her hand, which is wrong. He she he's not trying to do that. Though so he makes this seem like Hannah is just like a crazy bitch who clearly um is unstable or some shit is what he's what it seems like he's trying to make her look like. Alright, so yeah, that that's what annoys me the most there. I didn't finish watching that part where he's still testifying. I stopped around halfway through it just because I couldn't handle hearing more of him lying about that. Because I just hate the kind of shit where people are just like, the whole time, they're just, <laughs> they're just lying. And it's like, it's okay. I find it okay if you're just lying into it in, your, in a normal conversation. But he's under oath in a courtroom 
during a very serious case where a mother whose daughter had killed herself is literally suing the school because the school didn't do shit to help her, even when she did go ask for help and people trying to make something she didn't. So now I'm gonna another thing I wanna I'm gonna complain about that I'm pretty sure will piss me off more and more as I watch this if I watch as I watch season two, like I said I'm not done. Um the lawyer. <laughs> the school the lawyer who's representing the who's like defending representing the school annoys the shit out of me. She is literally I feel bad for um Courtney. Forgot her name for a moment, sorry. <laughs> for Courtney. Because she, the poor girl had to come out like for the first time, but like in a fucking courtroom just because she was under so much pressure and was so like just annoyed to annoyed what the fuck to do. She was under so much pressure and was clearly very stressed out. And I'm just like that's just fucked up that she would have the audacity to like literally pull it. I understand that like the lawyer says this at some point in the show, and I think it was episode four she said this, where she said that she didn't make her that was she was just she didn't make her come out but in a way she kind of pulled that out of her because Courtney clearly was holding something back was holding was Courtney Courtney was clearly holding something back she was clearly just trying not to have to say those words because she was so she was genuinely so scared because she knew she'd have to say it at some point she just didn't want to say it right then and there during that moment because you don't want to have to see like something like that during your while you're being pretty much or you're pretty much just being a, being like interrogated, interrogated. So like it's one thing you don't nobody really wants to have to deal with, and I guarantee nobody ever wants to have to come out like that. But poor Courtney had to. And I just want to bring up like a happy moment for a moment, so I don't so I'm not just talking shit about the show. I'm just about the happiest moment in this in this series is literally that moment where Courtney's dads, <laughs> Courtney's dads are like in their house. It's, like, they don't even show Courtney in the shop for the first few minutes. Like it's just, I think it's like supposed to be like a little comedy relief for a bit for the stress, for like all the stressful stuff going on, all the serious shit. I think they just want to make a little happy moment so you everyone can feel a little better. But like Courtney's dads trying to find, mo- trying to find the gayest movies just so like, just to show that it's okay to be a lesbian to Courtney is almost hilarious. Honestly, it's really just adorable and sweet that they try, that they're trying at least. It's really funny though that they were like they they brought out these really gay movies. Like, they brought out Boo's the Warmest Color, <laughs> like all these really gay movies. And then you have like one of them just overanalyzing the movies and saying like all these things that are wrong with it. And it was like the other one's just like, can you just like let her just fucking watch? It's like the other one's just like, does it fucking matter? <laughs> like honestly, Boo's the Warmest Color is a good fucking movie by the way. Anyone who wants to watch that, anyone who's looking for any gay ass movies to watch, Boo's Warmest Color, I recommend it. It's a good movie. It's in French though, so if unless you don't know the language. If you don't know the language, then I suggest watching subtitles. It's really good, though. It's, it, trust me, one of the characters will piss you the fuck off. It's one of the main characters. She'll piss you the fuck off, trust me. She's, a, she's stupid at times. But it's a good movie, trust me. I, also, a visual novel is based off of. It's actually a really good visual novel. I'm not going to get into that, though. It's pretty the same as the movie. Just very, very edgy. Very good at the same time. So, yeah. Anyway... Back to, the, back to the show I've talked about what we're supposed to be talking about the movie the show um so yeah Courtney's that's like a really sweet moment that I liked um that they added in there it's like a little bit of a stress relief kind of thing though Courtney was clearly still stressed out due to the fact that like she was probably real, still really scared of having to come out like that and then instead of being like take her time with it and telling her dads she, I guess she like really she's upset she, like, stood, like she was like truly really upset about it probably just more upset that she didn't say anything beforehand 
I just wasn't sure about it beforehand. Like, I understand what Courtney's going through with the situation. Like, coming out, like, having to be forced to come out like that is not a fun situation. Especially when you're feeling like you're being interrogated, and yeah, that's when you, and that's when you have to come out, just because you're scared that if you don't say anything, if you don't say it then and there, it's gonna come out some other way. Like, it's just, it's really scary. It's not a fun thing to have to deal with. Like, I know what she's going through. It's, it's really shitty feeling. Like, you, like, how they point out in episode, and I think it's episode four, when she goes start, when she's, like, back at the school, and she, and it's, like, just right after her trial, like, they do that the scene where Courtney does, where Courtney imagines everyone else that's in the, everyone that's in the hallway with her is laughing at her and calling her these names, and, like, Lesbo, Dyke, uh, whatever, whatever else was there, I forgot, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I like, I understand what she means by that and what they mean by that. And it's really hard to accept yourself when you were before clearly you have weren't able to accept yourself enough in order to come out normally, and you forced yourself to come out because you had to get the truth out while you were trying to save your ass and trying to make sure that no one was putting words in your mouth, which is what the lawyer was clearly doing for cor- poor Corny. It's like it's really it's a really shitty moment, shitty way to feel and. I feel like Corny's dad's being gay. It's a little bit. It helps a little bit, cause they know how it. They know how it is. They they probably know how it is. They've probably been through that. Through what she's been through, and it's really stressful. It, it really is. It's like it's not a fun experience. It's not something that anybody wants to deal with. And I understand it. No one should ever have to deal with it. Sadly enough, I kind of had to a couple times, cause I, I come out with like so many different things the past few years, and it's wasn't a fun experience. And I understand what Corny's going through. It's. And so th- I know I keep saying that over and over again. I promise that it's really just because I feel bad for the poor girl. She did not have to. She didn't need to have to do like that. Come out like that. She didn't. It didn't need to be done that way. It sh- she should have been able to come out a lot more special way. And I really do think that she deserves way better. <laughs> Corny was a bit of an idiot in the first season. It was a bit of a bitch, but I do feel bad for her when it comes to that situation. And also another thing about season two, which is Jessica, my literal child, who I seriously will fight anybody for, because <laughs> she deserves way better than what she gets, than what she, than what she has to deal with. Jessica is a, an interesting character. I, I like her character a lot. I really do. Sometimes you don't like her as a person, sometimes you do like this person, and it's hard to choose whether or not, it's, whether or not you actually do want to have to deal with her shit. Um... I think she's a right to be in denial. Most people who go through trauma, whether it be rape or anything else, anything else is considered traumatic, a traumatic experience. She deserves to be in denial about it. I, she has every right to be in denial about it. She has every right to not want to talk about it because the thought about it clearly puts her in a lot of pain, and the thought about it literally puts her back, makes her like she has stated in the show that like, it has. She stated in an episode before, in an episode, in an episode, I don't remember which one. She stated in one of them though, saying that she, when she remembers it, when she's around him, she feels like she's back in that position again, and it's the thought of having to go through that is honestly terrible, and I hate the idea of having to go through it myself, and I feel really bad for Jessica for having to go through it, and I really do think that girl deserves way better, and the fact that Bryce. The fact that Bryce really keeps trying to go near her and keeps trying to like talk to her and stuff really annoys me, because she clearly is annoying him for a reason. She clearly is trying to get away from him, 
he just keeps finding he keeps just trying to get closer get like walk come closer to her for no reason and he doesn't seem to understand the idea of the fact that she clearly doesn't want to talk to him she clearly doesn't want to say anything to him and it's just really pathetic that he doesn't understand when he doesn't, he doesn't even understand boundaries and he doesn't seem to get that he, what he did was fucked up and the fact that he had the audacity to say that, which, that when justin went out and said that um that pretty much the truth about what bryce did to her he all bryce did was like everybody on his side because apparently rich boys rich white boys ladies and gentlemen privilege wow was i expecting that was i <laughs> Like, of course I expected it. Anyway, yeah, white, 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 rich white boy privilege is pretty much what Bryce had used in order to, in order to, um, <laughs> um, get ready to believe him over what Justin said. Which, I feel like Justin, which I feel like everyone should believe Justin, though, because even though Justin is a fucked up idiot sometimes, he was right, and Bryce is the asshole here, if anything, because he's the one who, she, who literally fucked his girlfriend. By force. Who, by the way, his girlfriend was wasted as fuck on the same, at the same time, so it's horrible. And I hate that, um. Fucking Chloe. Chloe knows the shit out of me, too. Chloe and Bryce know the shit out of me. They make each other. They know the shit out of me. Um. Chloe is constant trying to bring up the topic around Jessica is annoying me because Jessica clearly doesn't want to talk about it, and Chloe doesn't seem to understand that. And Jessica clearly doesn't like Chloe very much, but she's acting all fake and shit like I would, to be honest, too. <laughs> There's just one thing um, Chloe brings up to Jessica at some point, in, in some point season two, where she goes, where she says, she talks about the situation that Bryce has had happened instead of what the actual situation was, which is what she had said. Bryce had said that um, Jessica had cheated on Justin with Bryce and had, and Bryce, and Jessica had said, like, had Clinton did his rape because she felt bad. That's bullshit. <laughs> That's just that's just total bullshit, and I hated that he said it like that. And it shouldn't have been that way, but you know what? People are fucking idiots and are jerks. So okay, sorry, I had a burp for a moment, and I don't know what happened there. Um. <laughs> so yeah, but Price's twist of the story annoys me a little bit because the fact that he he's pretty much victim blamed. It's like. I don't know if it's victim blaming or not. I don't want to say it's victim bl- victim blaming and then claim and then act like I know my shit. And I don't know my shit. I really don't. I want to claim it's victim blaming, so I'm not gonna say it is. I'm just saying that he's trying to, but I am going to say that he's trying to make it seem like it is her fault. He's trying to make it seem like it's her fault. He's trying to make it, he's trying to get stuff out the clear. Though I there's two sides of the story first of all, and on top of that there is literally it takes two people to do one to do something like that. To cheat on someone, to cheat on the person that you're dating, it takes two of you, and that means it takes you and the person you're cheating on, the person you're dating, in the person you're cheating with. So clearly, so the fact that people seem to bring, seem to call Jessica a slut and a drunk slut and blame her situation is really fucked up because that that is what that right there is the fifth I'm blaming, which is really unneeded and unnecessary. For and the poor girl already has gone through so much and she can't be honest about it because nobody's gonna believe her. Everybody believes Bryce with everything he fucking says because he's the, he's the kid, he's the popular jock who apparently knows, who does nothing wrong despite him actually doing steroids, <laughs> like literally doing steroids and no one talks about it. The fucking coach also annoys. A lot of the characters in season two annoy shit on me. The coach annoys me. 
because he acts like his he acts like his players can't do anything wrong while they can do something wrong and he's just fucking in denial but yeah like i said uh, the whole thing just annoys the shit out of me every like almost every character in this season bothers me in some kind of way because they're either an asshole a liar who lies about something that really need they need to be not be honest about and just ex- and people just not accepting when they did something wrong it bothers me a lot it's the worst thing i think that c- this show could have brought but I, if anything it's also real <laughs> it's it's not like i said the show is not terrible it's it's kind of terrible in some ways it's but at the same time it can be a good show it can be a pretty good show it just has its moments of just being really stupid and unnecessary and season two brings its own story and i'm glad it does i'm not gonna lie season one once again i'm looking at it more as someone who read the book first more than i am you're looking at it as someone who just watched the show to watch the show and enjoy it I nitpicky and stuff like that. Watch if I read the book first and I watched a movie or a TV show, the book that basically have it's based off the book, I get annoyed with it. I it, it it's just like that with me. But yeah, if any of you guys if anybody who listened to this or to listen took the time to listen to my rant and me getting really emotional. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh I hope you enjoyed this mini podcast. I hope you guys will keep listening. If I ever come up with the actual first episode, which is supposed to be done with my girlfriend, Chels, which will happen eventually. Oh, I'm sorry. If it doesn't happen eventually, I promise it will someday. But yeah, this is Mickey. Um, this was the technically very first episode of a couple random things. And I hope you guys enjoyed my random rants about the reasons why it was pretty much needed. Really, really, really much needed. I'm probably going to continue watching the show later today, or if I want, if I feel like it. If not, probably never going to continue watching it because I don't want to get more upset with characters than I already am. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this. Enjoy your day, night, afternoon, or whatever. And just don't be like any of the characters for the reasons why. Be a good person. Don't lie about things that they don't need to be lied about. Be honest if you're under oath at court for any reason. Cause I hate when people lie on those lie during those moments because you need to fucking be honest. So yeah, if anything happens, any of you, whether it's traumatic or not, tell someone. Don't keep it yourself. Don't do what Jessica did and just hold it and just ball it up like it's like it's some kind of like it's some kind of stupid thing. It's serious. Hope yeah, hope we all have a good day, night or afternoon. This is Mickey. This was a couple random things. Have a good day.